Most weight loss programs are short-term fixes, but managing your weight needs a long-term solution. And that's what makes Noom different. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long-term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian Intrickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by the wonderful people at PitcherList.com. Hope you guys had a great weekend. I am back with you on your Monday through Fridays. And Jake Crumpler had you guys covered in full over the week. I hope you guys enjoyed those episodes. But I'm back to get you ready for your Monday, April 3rd edition. Recap your April 2nd action on the diamond. You can check me on Twitter at BDNTrick. All my good stuff is over there. But let's get cracking. We had a fun, fun Sunday of action. We'll start with the news for you here. Some good, some bad. Uh, Madison Bumgarner was sent back to Arizona with forearm fatigue. Not a great start for Mad Bum over the weekend against the Dodgers. And as we expect, been a rough go from that bum for a while. Goes back to Arizona and, you know, you never wish wish injury upon anybody. But if we had to kind of get a little solace out of this, it could be Drake Jamison potentially getting a spot in the rotation, which we'll see because he got put in the bullpen. They like him in that, that spot, but he's a great starter. He is better than Mad Bum. The other thing everyone's waiting for is Brendan Fott could be getting his spot in the rotation Great spring training, big-time prospect. Everybody wants him here. This could be the opening everybody wants. So keep an eye on the news out of Arizona. It could just be a precautionary thing with Mad Bum. It could be a, hey, Mad Bum, you know, you're not what you used to be, buddy. It's time to figure it out. Do you want to stay around here and make this happen and get better and figure a new way to pitch, or are we going to call it a day? We'll see what happens with him. But there are some options coming up in Arizona, potentially, if Mad Bum is going to miss some time. So keep an eye on that situation. Johnny Brito was outstanding in his debut against the Giants. Five scoreless innings. Absolutely amazing stuff from Johnny Brito. And there is some, it's extra amazing. It's kind of scornful because I am a Giants fan here. But Johnny Brito, fun facts for you all. Brito is the first pitcher in Yankees history to make his MLB debut and have zero earned runs allowed, six plus strikeouts, and two hits or fewer. He threw five solid innings. For the Yankees. And what does Johnny Brito get for this? He gets sent back to AAA. Yep, he got demoted. But, 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 but. Let's not just start screaming from the rafters here. This was already in the works. Uh, Manager Aaron Boone mentioned Brito will be sent down because the Yankees don't need a fifth starter because the way the schedule works out for a little while. We'll see how long. Maybe it's enough time before Rodon is able to come back. Carlos Rodon then is. But uh, for now, Johnny Brito is going to AAA to keep him stretched out for a potential return when the Yankees need a fifth starter. So keep that in mind if you watch the waiver wire and they get a call like, hey, he's coming back. Might be worth a stash. Might be worth a grab. We'll see. But he was outstanding. The Giants offense, again, not great, but he looked great. Uh, A couple other things here. Trevor Story. This is interesting news just because, you know, when Trevor Story's injury came out, he was like, oh, he's out for the season. We're we're, we're really, really hoping he makes it back, but not optimistic type situation. I'm a little more optimistic now. There's reports that he's going to start throwing in two weeks. And we'll start hitting in four weeks. So, yes, that's a month. I get it. We're talking May 2nd uh, sometime around there, give or take. But if he can progress to that, 
we might get a post All Star break Trevor story. Like, there's, I, I don't see any world where he comes back in the first half of the season. But from a, a guy that wasn't going to play the entire season to potentially being back sometime after the All Star break, that is amazing. That is great news. Um, I'm not saying go and pick him up unless you have unlimited IL spots, whatever. Just keep an eye on this news because this really surprised me when I saw this on Sunday that there is actually a chance that Trevor Story might be way ahead of the curve type situation. So something to monitor in Boston. Brandon Lau missed Sunday's game with a bruised right big toe, but he was available to pinch hit, so don't get too worried about that. And the manager, Kevin Cash, said he is expected to play on Monday. So hopefully, barring any more craziness, Brandon Lau will be back in your lineups on Monday. Joey Bart for your San Francisco Gigantes was placed on the I.L. with a mild back strain. Blake Sable got the start behind the dish on Sunday and was really good. He held his own quite well. Uh, he's been playing pretty much every day between the outfield and now catches as his first game behind the dish. Uh, the bat's good. We talked about him before on previous episodes and other shows. He's a Rule 5 pick. He The Giants love his bat. He hit well in spring training. Blake Sable is a catcher, too, in most leagues. If he continues to get the run he's getting, might become a catcher one. I doubt it, but catcher, two for sure. Other things to monitor, Roberto Perez will be helping Blake Sable uh, with the catching duties. And one caveat here is Gary Sanchez was signed to a minor league deal end of last week, and that could be another name to see if this injury sustains and they need some more pop in that lineup. But for now, Bart on the I.L., Blake Sable should get the majority of the action behind the plate with Roberto Perez helping him out as well. Corey Dickerson was placed on the I.L. with a left calf strain. Um, it's kind of a bummer if you're a C. Dick fan, but uh, Stone Garrett got recalled from AAA. He'll get some action as well as Alex Call. Alex Call was the fourth outfielder out of camp. He made the start on Sunday. So a couple guys there. They'll probably share the duty, so it's tough to uh, pick him up in weekly leagues. You might have some advantages in certain daily leagues, but nothing to go running a crazy forward between Alex Call and Garrett uh, Stone Garrett. Jorge Mateo was running wild this week, two steals in each of his first two games. He ran so wild, he cut his finger sliding into a base, and that made him miss Sunday's action. He's day-to-day. Gunnar Henderson rotated over to shortstop to play there for the day, but it doesn't seem to be too serious for Mateo, who's hitting <laughs> solid average over his first two games. Like I said, two steals in both games. The Orioles are running wild, folks. It's like the ultimate warrior at WrestleMania. It is crazy with the Baltimore Orioles. Keep an eye on that situation going forward. Some hitting highlights for your Sunday action here. We had a Joey Gallo sighting, folks. He does exist. He doesn't just walk and hit 190. He still might by the end of the season, but as of now, he is not. He went three for four on Sunday with a double, two home runs, three runs scored, four RBIs, and a walk. Those are his first pretty much hits of the entire season. So it was Joey Gallo. He will have games like this, folks. I am still very, very skeptical when it comes to Joey Gallo. If you are a fan, go for it. For an OBP league, he's always had a, a little bit of a, a leash there. But I am not running just from this moment. Enjoy the games if he gets them, but don't get too carried away. Nolan Gorman, this was a phone two for four, two home runs, two runs, four RBIs for the St. Louis Cardinals. They've been battling some injuries, new bars day to day. We had uh, Burleson hit second. He had a home run and played very, very well for the Cardinals. But Gorman's one of those guys, kind of like, it feels like a forgotten man in St. Louis because you got the new bars, you have O'Neill, you have Walker in the outfield, all these guys. And Gorman is like, you know, Donovan's playing around the infield, other things. Kind of feels left out. He's been DHing primarily. Nolan, Nolan Gorman has his DH. So he's still playing every day. Hits the two home runs, two runs, four RBIs. This could be good. If he continues to play every day, we start to see the pedigree. The hitting tool is what he showcased in the minor leagues. He also showcased a huge batting at, or a huge strikeout rate. Got to keep an eye on these things. 
But if he can get sustained playing time with production in the power department, you can kind of live with the strikeouts. Because last time I checked, most leagues, you know, points leagues, obviously, they do exist. Um, strikeouts aren't the end of the world, especially if you're hitting bombs like Nolan Gorman. So keep an eye on that situation. Yuan Mankati, y'all. This is a fun one here. I was in on the draft price. Uh, this is a, a former top prospect, a guy we've seen play really well. He had some COVID issues, didn't bounce back, had a little bit of lingering issue, injuries last season. was never really the same. We haven't seen the real Yuan Mankata in a couple seasons, but I was pumped to see. We, we, we knew he was healthy entering spring, had a pretty decent spring training. On Sunday, Yuan Mankata went three for four with two doubles, a home run, two runs scored, two ribbies, one walk. Yohan Moncada now has two home runs on the season, which is great. He's hitting the ball extremely well, carrying that over from spring training. The one caveat, if I have to put any cold water on the situation, and I'm a Yohan Moncada fan, I put bids in on Fab for him this past week. I am willing to stash him or play him where I need a third base or a corner infielder. I like Yohan Moncada. I'm not saying that. But the one little bit of cold water I'll put on this, he's striking out over 36% of the time. I know it's a small sample over the weekend. Just keep an eye on that because – we know as fantasy baseball players, it's just baseball fans. Power's great. I mentioned it with Nolan Gorman. It, it, it crushed him last season. If you strike out a lot, not many guys can sustain the continued fantasy success while striking out that much. A few guys do. Not going to knock it. So keep an eye on you on Moncada because it looks like he's starting to get the swing back, the production back. But if the strikeout stays there, there's a there's room for a big drop-off if things go sour. So just keep an eye on that with you on Moncada. The last one I'll mention here because it stood out. There's a lot of great production on Sunday. And don't forget to check out the uh, the da- Daily's Batters box to get the tip on all the great hitters on Sunday. But the last one I'll mention here is Adam Frazier. This stood out to me. He's three for four with a double home run, two runs, and two RBIs on Sunday. He's been playing pretty regularly in this opening series for the Orioles where it looked like he'd be more of a platoon situation uh, in spring training. If he's playing every day, Frazier doesn't have a ton of pop. Sure, he had the home run on Sunday, obvious, but you're hoping for 10, maybe 12 homers, which is not bad. He usually hits for good average. He'll steal a few bases. There's like he he just fills the boxes and makes your team go around, especially in deeper formats. So Adam Frazier's got to keep an eye on if he's playing every day. There's something there, especially in the batting average department, that is quite appealing for your deeper fantasy leagues. Starting pitching highlights for the day. This is a, a no-brainer. Jeffrey Springs, he sprung it on us, folks. He was outstanding. We were all hyped up after a big 2022, and he just – Took off in 2023, six innings of no-hit baseball. No hit. One walk, 12 strikeouts. He had, yeah, I didn't say that wrong, 12 strikeouts out of his 18 outs in six innings. I want to clarify that for you all real quick. Quick math. 13 whiffs for Jeffrey Springs, 41% CSW on only 81 pitches. Imagine if the Tampa Bay Rays let pitchers pitch deep into games. Just imagine. And maybe they will as the season goes on. First start, I'll give them that. Jeffrey Springs Electric Factory on Sunday. Graham Ashcraft makes his first start of the season. Fun to watch. Seven innings, one earn, four hits, one walk, six Ks. Only 10 whiffs, though, with a 26% CSW, but did throw 95 pitches. So there's a little good, a little bad. We saw seven innings, which is great, especially this first time through the, the starts for a lot of these guys. Um, six Ks, only one walk, one earned. Great stuff in Great American Small Park. CSW concerned me just a little bit because what we saw in spring, the Electric Factory of Graham Ashcraft, I still love him. Keep an eye on him, but I'd like to see a little more in the swing and miss department that makes the magic happen. One that shocked me, I'll be 100% honest, was Noah Sendergaard. Six innings pitch, one earned, four hits, zero walks, six Ks, 13 lifts, 32% CSW, and 76 pitches. He faced the Diamondbacks. They've been a struggle bust 
to say the least. But Noah Syndergaard looked good. He's a different pitcher now. He's not a flamethrower. He's a pitcher. So keep an eye on that going forward. If you want to know all about all 15 games, all 30 starting pitchers and much, much more, make sure you guys check out the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock each and every day and also read his daily starting pitcher roundup to get you caught up on all the starting pitching action around baseball. Heading to the bullpen, a couple notes for you here. Scott McGoo, I call him McGoo, McGooby, whatever you want to call him. Scott McGoo, McGuff, picks up his first save, and I'm just having fun with him, folks. Don't get mad. I, I enjoy baseball. Enjoy it. Scott McGuff picks up his first save, appears to be um, an Andrew Chafin, Scott McGuff platoon at this point in time. So at least we narrowed down the bullpen a bit in Arizona. So keep that one on your radar. McGuff looks really, really good. Uh, Will Smith, this one brought joy to my eyes as a former as, as a Giants fan. Former closer Will Smith, former manager Bruce Bochy. It was a match made in heaven. Will Smith came on, got the save for the Rangers today. And more importantly, Jose Leclerc has not pitched since Thursday, and Will Smith got the gig. Keep a close eye on that one. Feels like I'm having a little bit of a change into the guards already in Texas. Uh, Daniel Bard, a bit of great news. Great news. I know if you guys listened last week, I was talking about the mental health, the anxiety, the issues. That, like, Who cares about baseball with Daniel Bard? And I 100% still stand by all of that. But there is great news. Like I say, this is a fantasy baseball podcast. We got to talk about fantasy baseball. Daniel Bard threw a bullpen session on Sunday. He felt good. He could be back much sooner than we thought. I thought this was going to be a long couple months. Like, get your head right. It, it, there's no timetable. He might be back much sooner than we thought, which is great to hear. He still could be out a while. We don't know. But the fact he's throwing a bullpen on Sunday, big thing. Great to hear. Hope things keep going well for Daniel Bard. All right, make sure you check out the Daily Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com to get a complete update on all things bullpen for your fantasy baseball teams. All right, before we get going on today's Monday, April 3rd action, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with you. Sometimes it can feel like food has an emotional control over you. Well, it's time to show your food who's boss with Noom. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Start taking control of your weight management and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. 
That's noom.com to sign up for your trial today. All right, everybody. Before we get into some DFS targets, things I'm looking forward to, and much, much more, let's check out the weather from the one, the only, Mark Paquette. Thank you very much, Brian. Well, looking at Monday, we have one game that's going to be a weather concern, and they already moved this game up an hour to try to avoid some rain. Unfortunately, I don't see a huge uh, advantage of doing that. There's going to be some showers around basically all day, and this is the south side of Chicago, the White Sox. They have their home opener against the Giants. I think they get this game in. It's not really heavy rain. It's just going to be showery and light. Um, so let's hope they're able to get that in and be in a home opener. They probably five harder to get that. Besides that, we're off to a good start weather-wise, and nothing else stands out. Have a good one, and I will talk to you tomorrow and back at you. All right. Thanks, Mark. We appreciate it. As always, getting you ready for your day's action for you DFS folks out there. Let's talk some DFS. It is a fun 11-game main slate. There's a couple early games on the docket, but 11-game main slate to, to have some fun with. And there's a lot of – because now, you know, when I talked to you guys last week, we had aces. We had number twos. We had great pitching matchups. Well, we've kind of fallen down to the fourths and fifths in these options, which means it's time to get some offense going. We got offense over the weekend, don't get me wrong, but Atlanta at St. Louis, Jake Woodford making the, the starts for the injured Adam Wainwright. And Woodford, he's been okay here and there out of the bullpen. But overall, not a lot of strikeouts, tons of contact. It's just an iffy road for him, and he gets the Atlanta Braves. So love you some Braves on today's action. Uh, Colorado's throwing Ryan Feltner out there. Yeah, I've never been a Feltner guy. This has never been a thing. I've never felt it. So the Los Angeles Dodgers, yeah, look for them to have a a good one for you on Sunday. And last but not least, if you want to be a little contrarian, because I don't think it's contrarian, but if you look at the price points on DFS, it could be contrarian. Atlanta and L.A. should be easy. The Kansas City Royals going up against Jose Barrios of the Toronto Blue Jays. Let's have some fun there, Barrios. You know, we were hoping that maybe he'd figure it out. Well, the spring was a disaster, an utter disaster. I don't know how it's going to change anytime soon. And the one thing I'll say is Kansas City has been a little slow out the gates here. They they put up four runs on Sunday. But overall, it's been slow for a team we've really been pumped at least about the top half of that lineup, the young guns in Kansas City. Jose Barrios could be the uh, the medicine that offense needs in Kansas City. So your Melendez is your your Bobby Wood Juniors. Maybe uh, maybe we see a, a Vinny P. Find the seats. We'll see. But could be a fun one for them. On the mound, though, this is a fun day for just baseball fans, fantasy fans. Kind of a sophomore season coming out here. They got Reed Detmers, monster spring training, finished the season in 2022 with a bang with the pitch mix change. He goes up against the Seattle Mariners. We got Drew, Drew Rasmussen. We saw what Jeffrey Springs does. These guys have been linked together all preseason in drafts. Like these guys go right next to each other, so on and so forth. You got Rasmussen going up against the lowly Washington Nationals. Great spot for Drew Rasmussen to be in. And you got Hunter Brown. Going up against the lowly Detroit Tigers. Brown at one point was going to miss time. Then he's throwing bullpens. He did not miss one start. He's coming at you on Monday for a potential two-start week for the Houston Astros going up against the Detroit Tigers. So a lot of fun young pitchers here, which kind of goes to what I'm looking forward to. I want to see if the Reed Detmers that we saw in spring training that just blew the roof off of things with the velocity increases, the spin increases, everything you think of that Nick Paul could talk about, does he keep it going in his first meaningful start of the season when it matters most to fantasy managers out there does he get it done i'm curious there secondly the young pitchers i mentioned them but we got Brady singer we got drew rasmussen we got george kirby we got hunter brown we got a ton of these guys sophomore season type pitchers maybe juniors for guys like brady singer even seniors depends on when he actually got it together a lot of interesting things there 
Can they build off their 2022 success? They showed a lot of great signs last season. Can they make that leap to good things? And can they start off 2023 in a big, big way? So fun stuff, always fun in baseball. Tons of great stuff, especially a full slate of action. Hope you guys are ready for it. And if you aren't, you know who will have you ready for it? PitcherList.com. Become a member at PL Pro, PL Plus, all the good stuff there. Join the crew, Discord. You know, you got optimizers, you got projections, you got all kinds of good stuff, plus the articles and much, much more over at PitcherList.com. Join PL Pro, PL Plus, all the great stuff there. But more importantly, folks, we have a monster. 15. We have 15 games, I believe, on Monday. Nuts. 11-game main slate if you're playing DraftKings, which is what I focus on most of the time because that's what I do. It's going to be a blast. So make sure you check out the fine folks at PitcherList.com. Find me on Twitter, at BDNTrick. And more importantly, enjoy your day, everybody. This was your first pitch podcast. It's Monday, April 3rd edition. I'm out of here. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.